Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with you, me, myself, and I today on Elevate Exclusive with Tyler. I want to welcome you back to the podcast. And I want to let you know that we are all about mindset, mind expansion, and personal growth for high-performing real estate investors. Today is no different. Today, I want to dive into a concept that's really central to many of our experiences as real estate investors as high-performing real estate investors and as people in general, and that is fear, right? If you're listening to this show, there's no doubt in my mind that you've experienced fear, whether it was today, yesterday, last week, the week before, the month before, at some point you have experienced fear. And I would imagine that there's many times where you can look back and say, yeah, I mean, I can totally resonate with that. And you know, that's a, it's a fact of life, right? You think about life and you, you got death, you got taxes, and in my opinion, fear is also a piece of that equation. And so it's just a matter of, are we rising above? Are we elevating beyond our fear? Or are we letting our fear debilitate us and strangle us to the ground? And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to Elevate, if you love what we're all about here, you know, and you believe that you have the capacity to elevate beyond your fears. And I know that really we can use this as something to catapult us towards our dreams rather than letting us debilitate us and push us towards our nightmares because that's really our choice right now. And you know the people that you admire most are not ones who have lack of fears, but they have conquered their fears. They've overcome their fears. And so that's what I want to talk about today. And of course, in real estate investing, we encounter fear at many, many turns, if not every single turn of our transactions, of our business, of our, you know, operating our assets, of making decisions, of building our team, of evaluating deals and selling deals and all these different things. We encounter fear on a constant basis. So couldn't be a more appropriate and more important discussion to have than to really understand, well, how are we going to use our fears to catapult us forward rather than letting, letting them strangle us and debilitate us. And so that's what I want to talk about. And of course, the first thing to note is that fears can be obviously, you know, a calling card for potential big mistakes, right? You want to make sure that we avoid those big mistakes. We want to avoid those challenges. And, you know, at the end of the day in real estate, mistakes can be costly. They can be extremely costly. They can cost us hundreds of dollars. They can cost us thousands of dollars. They can cost us tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, or even millions and millions of dollars. There is no doubt in my mind, we've got to be careful. We've got to be precise. We've got to take effective action, but we cannot let our fears debilitate us because first of all, we're never going to be perfect, right? We're never going to be perfect in every single thing we do. Guess what? Sam Zell's not perfect. The other people in real estate who are doing billions and billions of deals and they've built this massive portfolio and they, you know, from every vantage point, show every single thing of success that you admire, but at the end of the day, they have made mistakes, right? And so mistakes should not freeze us into inaction, but they should also be a calling card that, you know, we don't want to be reckless. We don't want to go out there and just make mistakes to make mistakes. But of course, in real estate, that is a fact of life as well. It's not going to be perfect, 
but our mistakes can be cascading if we're not careful. So let's first of all, acknowledge that sometimes fear serves us, right? And other times it debilitates us and it pulls away from our potential. And so, you know, I think about in real estate, like if you're doing a bigger deal, you know, your first feelings are going to be, wow, well, I hope I don't mess up because if so, you know, the dollar uh, impact can be much larger. And so that's really, really important for us to note. And of course, as you're building a team, as you're executing on a business plan, you want to be really precise, but also at the same time, you know, if you're, if you're not making, if you're not making always the right decisions, of course, there's an ability that you have that you can course correct, right? Because there's times where we make the improper decision and we need to go back and we need to correct it, right? You know, I think that's really important as well uh, because not everything is set in stone. Of course, there's times in your business where, you know what, you may have made a mistake and you've got to move on now and you've got to take an inventory and you've got to learn from that situation. And so I just think it's such an important thing because so on, on one side, your fear could be telling you the truth and it's causing you to be more precise. But on the other side, it could be like the acronym F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real, right? False evidence appearing real. So we may be fearful of something that has nothing to do with reality. And so we got to check in with that, right? We've got to surround ourselves with people who will help us take an inventory of that because sometimes we get into our own head to think that, well, everything's going to be cascading. Everything's going to be detrimental to my business when that may or may not be the case. And if you are stuck in that place, you'll never make a decision. And at the end of the day, the success of our business, the success, the success of our lives is a dependent on the collective decisions that we've made as an individual, as a high performance real estate investor. And so we got to check in, is this false evidence appearing real? Because if you let fear stop you, your sense of self will get smaller and your fear will get more powerful and it will get larger. You think about one of the largest and the biggest fears in America and across the world is public speaking. That's like number one, you know, higher than death, higher than all these other crazy things that could happen, right? In, in our in our lives, most people are scared of public speaking. And I'm not saying that's good, bad, or or what have you, but it's just a fact of the matter. And so the question is, you know, if if you are in that circumstance, as an example, the question is, okay, well, do I let this stop me or do I go out there and I take action anyway and see, you know, how I can really show up and what's the worst that could happen? And we'll talk about some of the steps that I believe will really serve you in overcoming your fears here shortly. So the alternative to, you know, stopping and letting your fear stop you instead of, all right, going out there and giving a speech or what have you, your sense of self can get larger if you show that you're willing to take action despite the fear. You're willing to prepare. You're willing to visualize the outcome. You're willing to consider what your message is to your audience and how that's going to impact them and getting really clear on what's the best way for me to present my idea. And so that's just an example as it relates to public speaking. I mean, this may be something that directly aligns with how you're showing up as a real estate investor as well, because you may need to present your ideas to a bank. You may need to present your ideas to private investors. You may need to present your ideas to a broker, right? And so if you're fearful of this, let's check in and let's prepare, right? Maybe fear will push you in a prep, into a preparation mode as well as a precision mode so that you really get clear on your own thinking and you really get an understanding of how can I best serve someone else? How can I best serve my goals as well? 
But if you let fear debilitate you, you'll never step into that conversation. And of course, you're going to miss out on so many of the other benefits that really are, are on the other side of fear. And that's really at the end of the day, your dreams are on the other side of fear. And so that's why I really want to have this discussion today. I have a great quote from Nelson Mandela. He says, the brave man is not who he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. And as I just mentioned, everything that you want, everything that you want in real estate, in your life, in your relationships is on the other side of fear. So what conversation are you scared of having? What decision are you afraid of making? And what is really true about that? You know, I think it's so, so powerful to really recognize that it's not about really getting rid of that. It's not about being fearless, but it's about conquering fear. It's about living and dancing with fear because at the end of the day, you can either be consumed with fear or you can try to ignore it, which either way is not really going to serve you. And so what we want to do is we want to let fear catapult us towards our dreams and away from our nightmares. And so how can we do that, right? Let's, let's go to another quote, and this is by Henry Ford. He says, one of the greatest discoveries a man makes, one of his greatest surprises is to find he can do whatever he was afraid he couldn't do. I mean, that is amazing. I have to read it one more time. One of the greatest discoveries a man makes, one of his greatest surprises is to find he can do what he was afraid he couldn't do. And so we're going to talk about some steps here and, and four, I, I believe, actually the five steps to using fear to catapult you forward. But I also want to mention uh, just one other quote really quickly. This is Helen Keller. She said, avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. The fearful are caught as often as the bold. And so I think that's another really important one to know that you know, it's not about perfection, right? It's about making progress. It's about getting stronger. It's about improving your skills. It's about improving your attributes. It's about improving your comfort with fear and recognizing that I can still make good decisions in the face of fear. So let's talk about those five steps to using fear to catapult you forward. So number one is pause and acknowledge the fear. Number one. So all you have to do is just sit back and say, well, wait a minute. I'm feeling a bit fearful right now. Let's just take a quick deep breath and a quick break and recognize that, you know what? I'm consciously feeling fear instead of subconsciously, instead of feeling stressful, right? We all call it stress, but really at the end of the day, it's a high performing word for fear. So let's pause and let's acknowledge that we're feeling a bit of fear right now. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to tell anyone. You can tell yourself right? Maybe you make a mental note of the fact that you're feeling some fear. So that's number one. Number two is ask yourself, what am I really afraid of here? What am I really, really afraid of here? And, you know, I'd, I'd encourage you to write this down, you know, because what it really means and re really the reason why we're asking ourselves this question, what am I really afraid of here is because there's always a story underneath the story. You might say, well, I'm afraid if I, you know, make the wrong decision here, I might overpay for this property or I might, you know, spend too much on the renovations or I might put the wrong team in place or I might sell this property before I maximize the return on investment or I might buy this property and the market might crash, right? There's all of these decisions and these thoughts that are in the forefront and the conscious uh, part of our mind, but there's other subconscious things that we may not be aware of. And of course, that comes down to, well, you know, if I, if I lose this deal, then I'll lose money. 
okay, well, what else? Well, I might lose, you know, might lose half of my net worth or I might lose, you know, significant amount of money. And then I might not be able to do this, that, and the other. But when you start to really get ex- really, really explicit and specific about what are you really afraid of, you can start to take away the power of this enemy because an enemy that hides in the darkness is much, much stronger than one that hides in plain sight. And once you get a clarity around what is it that you're really afraid of here, you can start to say, okay, well, maybe that's not as bad as I thought, or maybe that isn't the worst thing that could ever happen to me. And maybe there is something possible here on the other side of this fear. But the first thing is saying, well, wait a minute. Okay. I've acknowledged my fear. The second thing is asking myself, what am I really afraid of here? And maybe that takes away a little bit of power of this fear that was previously subconscious. Now it's in plain sight. So then let's take it a step further. Number three is ask yourself, well, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen? If you guys are familiar with what Tim Ferriss talked about when he put out uh, the fear setting exercise. And if you haven't watched that, I would highly recommend you go check out Tim Ferriss in his fear setting. I believe it's a TED talk actually. And it's a great, great exercise that really can take away so much power that fear can hold over our lives. And so the question here is, what is the worst that could happen? Because, you know, when you really get specific on what does that actually look like, you'll be surprised that maybe it's not as bad as you imagined it would be, or maybe, you know, what it might mean for you overall is much less detrimental than you were actually feeling or imagining, you know, when you weren't really putting much thought to that. And I would encourage you to get really specific. And what would you do? What would you do if that happened, right? What other resources or what other considerations or next steps might you apply if that worst case scenario did happen and you move forward and you did experience a massive failure, right? We've talked about failure so many times on this podcast and we know that failure is only feedback. You know, failure is not fatal, it is only feedback. And so what's the worst that could happen here? And so getting really, really specific around that. Number four, the fourth step, is to consider what's possible here if you succeed, right? And and this is a beautiful one and one that really flips the script so far because we've been talking about, well, what's the worst that could happen? What am I really afraid of? And yes, we've given a little bit of power to our fears. We've given a little bit of power, but we've also taken a little bit away by shining light on those fears. And when we've taken it away, we're going to take more power away from that now because we're going to get really resourceful and focus on where we want to go rather than where we don't want to go. And so consider what's possible here if you succeed, but then also note that if you decide to take action towards the possibilities that you might actually expand as a result through that fear by taking action. So what will you learn? What will you gain? How will your identity expand? These are examples of questions that are not only empowering, but they give you the consideration of possibilities here because If we only focus on the lack, if we only focus on the negative, we're probably going to get more negative, more lack, more scarcity. But if we focus on possibilities, if we focus on all of really the unlimited abundance that's available to us, and we take action based on that feeling and based on that notion, guess what? We have much, much higher likelihood of succeeding. And so I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so number five, the fifth and final step to use fear to catapult you forward is number five is make an empowered forward moving action decision 
from your higher self and or your future self. And so what does this mean? This means once you've taken an inventory of the negatives, you know, what am I really afraid of here? What's the worst that could happen? What's actually possible if I did overcome this fear, if I did take action anyway, in spite of this fear, you know, what does this really, really look like? And what this comes down to is when you make an empowered, it can be a tiny forward moving action from a decision from your higher self or your future self. Maybe it's you visualize yourself in five years. What would your five-year future self tell you now about what's one small action that you can take here, right? Because as in the beginning of this conversation, we talked about, look, sometimes fear helps us make better decisions, makes more precise decisions or helps us prepare or go the extra mile and do a little bit more homework, right? But at the same time, sometimes it debilitates us And so what would your future self say to you now? And so that's what this step is all about. It's about gaining access to that infinite intelligence that can help you make one tiny little decision because forward motion is what it's all about here. Because here's the other piece of this. When emotions are high, logic is low. And so what I want you to do is I want you to make decisions and you know, your decisions are, should be made from a place of resourcefulness. They should be made from a place of creativity, of logic, right? At the end of the day, it's so let's tap into that limitless capacity that we all have within us, which is resourceful. You know, it, it, it gets what it needs. It's not that I have every resource at my fingertips, but I can get them if I'm committed to my outcome. If I'm creative, I can overcome challenges. I can course correct throughout you know, this process. If I'm logical, I can take data from what's really working in the marketplace and I can apply that as well myself. And it's not about having hope as a strategy. It's about defining a really clear strategy based on success that I've seen in the marketplace, based on my mentors or my colleagues, the people who are the most successful. It's about modeling that success and it's about applying that. So what is one empowered, tiny little action that you can take to move forward and recognize that maybe that's a vote for your future self. Maybe that's a vote for the expansion of your identity, the expansion of your real estate portfolio, because we know that on the other side of fear is really where your dreams lie. And so that's what this is all about. And you know what, guys, this is so, so important. And one of the things I want to leave you with is uh, it's actually by Theodore Roosevelt, and it's called The Man in the Arena. And I, I'm sure many of you have heard this. If you haven't heard this, I definitely encourage you to check this out. But I'm just going to read it here for you because it's extremely powerful. And uh, it says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man stumbles, how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory or defeat. And again, that's Theodore Roosevelt. I think I, I struggled a little bit reading through that thing. Uh, but I want to tell you, you know, it is 
you who have the courage to push past fear, who dis, who really, you know, earn everything that is given to you on the other side of that. And so I want to encourage you, if you're experiencing fear in your business, if you're experiencing fear in your life, to not give it the power to debilitate you, but dance with that fear and let it catapult you forward. So with that said, guys, I just want to thank you so much for listening today. I want to thank you so much for being a fan of Elevate and everything we're doing here. I just honor you so much for going beyond that fear and letting it transform you as a person, as a professional, and as so much more because you're an amazing person. And I hope you remember that every single day. Until next time, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.